this is the first message of the year 2023 here on this channel, Fire for Jesus. I am so ready. I'm so excited to share this word that God has placed in my heart. A little disclaimer before starting with the message. If I sound echoey and it sounds not too well, it is because the microphone that I use for this just stopped working out of nowhere. But that is not going to stop me from sharing the message. Just a little FYI. John chapter 8 verse 36. If the sun sets you free, you are free indeed. I'm going to be talking about forgiveness. As the failure to forgive ourselves hinders our love of others, so our love for others can come easy for self-forgiveness. A prayer before we begin. Father that is in heaven, I pray that your will be done in this podcast. I pray that your will be done in my brother and in my sister's life. Father, I yield myself to you, for it is not I that is speaking, but you, Lord. And I pray that your spirit moves in such a mighty way, Lord, and you speak to those, Father, that need this message. Father, let your will be done. I will give you all the praise and all the glory forever, Father. You are good, Lord. I know you have a purpose for the person listening to this message. I know you want to speak to them, Father. So I pray that you open up their hearts and that they're willing to receive this message into their hearts and into their life, Father. Have your way in them, just as you have your way in me. Thank you so much for this beautiful day. And I pray for this message in Jesus' mighty name. We pray, amen and amen. This is how tears of anger came about. And by the grace of God, I would like to share this intimate message I wrote on my journal concerning unforgiveness. What can unforgiveness bring? And this was February 21. I asked myself, what can unforgiveness bring about in one's life? By experience, I can say nothing good, nothing to be proud of. The seed of unforgiveness was planted deep in my heart And I watered this seed with tears of anger, not of mercy, hence sprouting evil fruit. With unforgiveness comes many things, bitterness, hate, grudges, pride. It creates a bondage. I wasn't free, not in that season that I was in. The unforgiveness I had was towards myself and towards this individual. It's like Paul said in Romans, I do not understand what I do. For what I want to do, I do not do. But what I hate, I do. I hated myself for not being able to forgive. Yet I couldn't find myself being able to. I had to surrender everything to God, including this burden. Learn to let go of unwanted baggage. It will not benefit you with your walk with God. Remember this, you are free indeed by the blood of Christ. And this unforgiveness that I had forever, it just ruled over me. It made it impossible for me to walk with God. It made it impossible for me to learn more about who God is because of that unforgiveness. And it entangled me so much. 
I literally lived a life of bitterness. I was not happy and I felt like there was no escape from this unforgiveness. It felt like I couldn't breathe or have a breath of fresh air because I was just in that season of hatred. And it was something so ugly to be in because it feels like you don't have or you can't see light ahead because you think that is where you're meant to stay, that you're going to have that bondage forever, that you're going to have those chains holding on to you forever. But it is not like that. I hate it that I couldn't forgive myself for not being able to forgive this individual from all the pain they caused me. And it wasn't easy. And it's not going to be easy. But the one who can take that away from you, it's God. And this brought me back to what Paul said in Romans, because I hate it that I couldn't forgive that person. And in Romans, it says, and I'm going to read the Bible verse again. It's a little bit of a tongue twister, but bear with me. <laughs> so in Romans, it says, I do not understand what I do. And if you have your Bibles, please join me. It says, I do not understand what I do. For what I want to do, I do not do. But what I hate, I do. And if I do what I do not want to do, I agree that the law is good. As it is, it is no longer I myself who do it, but it is the sin living in me. For I know that good itself does not dwell in me, that is, in my sinful nature. For I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. For I do not do the good I want to do, but the evil I do not want to do. This I keep on doing. Now, if I do what I do not want to do, it is no longer I who do it, but it is the sin in me that does it. And Paul wrote this, and we all know the story of Paul. And if you don't know the story of Paul, Paul was a man that killed Christians, but God used him for his glory. And it is, and these are words, these are not words of an unsaved man, rather a believer, because Paul was a believer, a believer who is trying and failing. You right now in this moment are trying, but are failing to forgive. I was trying and failing. I'm a believer and I was struggling. I failed. And why is Paul failing to do such a thing, being a believer and a follower of Christ? And why am I, why was I failing to do such a thing? And many of us find ourselves being like Paul because we do not understand the cross as it matters to sanctification. And I Googled the word of sanctification so I can explain it to you guys a little bit. And the mean the meaning that I got was sanctification means to set it apart for God's special use and purpose. Therefore, God's people are sometimes said to be sanctified because they are set apart for God's special purpose in the world. We're set apart. That's what sanctification means, being set apart 
being set apart into God's holy presence, being set apart by the blood of Christ, right? Set apart by our faith, separation from our flesh, set apart from lust, our desires, our carnal state of mind, our carnal being. Look, let me tell you this, the sin nature will dwell in us, okay? Because we are born of sin, but it is not to rule us and you have to know the difference. Come on now, come on now, Lord. I feel your spirit right now. Many of you are letting the sin rule over you, but you are free indeed. And you have to start believing that for yourself right now in this moment. You need to be set free by the blood of Christ. And to be honest, I couldn't forgive this person because of the past. I couldn't forgive this individual because of the many things they caused in my life, the pain. And the past is what haunts many of us. And the pain that it comes with, the bad memories, the never ending power of such mistakes, but dwelling on such thing causes sin to rule over you. Holding on to the hurt causes bitterness and rage. And you find yourself living out the pain of the past and it affects you. It affects your daily living. In James chapter one, verse 20, for the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Anger, it kills the spirit. It crushes the joy. It steals the hope. It darkens the thoughts. It builds up those Jericho walls in your heart. Those walls that could only be brought down by the trumpets of Christ and him crucified. Sweetie, look, unforgiveness prevents you from living out the sanctification life. But what does God say about sin? Let's look at the book of Isaiah. Isaiah chapter one, verse 18. It says, come now, let us settle the matter, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they are red as chrism, they shall be like wool. He says, let us settle this unforgiveness. Let us, meaning God the Father, Jesus the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Let us, for you should abide in me and I in you. Let us, for true forgiveness comes from God. Let us, for the forgiveness I have to offer kills the evil root in your heart. And not only your sins are to be like scarlet and white as snow, but the sins of those who you hold so much resentment towards, those who you haunt with the past because the past haunts you, those who you try to play a reverse uno card on, come on now, am I stepping on your toes right now? Because when God spoke this to me, I nearly tripped on mine because that is true. I couldn't forgive this person, therefore I was making this person miserable and kept reminding them of the past, kept bringing it up because I could not forgive. So I was gonna let them know that I could not forgive them. And I was gonna let them know all the wrong that they were doing, all the wrong that they did in my life to hurt me. I was gonna keep reminding them of it. 
And that was bad. And that is bad. Those who aren't perfect and have tried but yet failed in an area, yet you're holding them accountable for their mistakes. Honey, the cross does not hold you accountable for your mistakes. It washes them away by the blood of Christ. So why should you hold someone accountable? Those individuals that have caused you anger and rage, God says to them as he says to you and I, come now. For our sins are like scarlet and white as snow. Come now, ye children of God, not of anger. Come now, ye children of peace, not of quarreling. Come now, ye sinner, for I hope the answer in which you seek. The answer of freedom, the song of victory, for the bells will triumph over a sinner that is in need. Come now, ye child of God, come to be free. Hallelujah. And many of us stop when God calls us by name. Noemi, come now. Because it feels like we're in trouble. Noemi, you ought to forgive your brother just as I have forgave you. But God, I cry out, but God, it's a burden that I have to carry with every day. Just take it away. Brother and sister, listening to me right now. Let go of all that anger. Let go of the past. Well, Noemi, it's easier said than done. Trust me, I know. And I still find myself at times reopening the same wounds. And God spoke to me on this a while back. And there's a Bible verse that says, He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. It says, binds up, meaning secure your wounds by the blood of Jesus. But when we don't know how to properly live out the life of sanctification, those wounds open right back up. That's just so we can see that man without God will fail in every area of his life. That man without God will have sin domain their life. That man without God will cause a war within oneself. But I have to remind myself, and you have to remind yourself, I am whole in Christ. Therefore, this unforgiveness is to be nailed at the cross. But Remy, you don't understand the pain I had to go through. You went in my shoes when I was being beaten. You don't know how bad I was humiliated. You weren't there those sleepless nights I cried myself to sleep. You don't see how deep my wounds are from the pain I had to go through. Well, maybe I don't, and I will never know. But Jesus did. Look at the cross. Look at what Jesus had to go through for our sins, yet he still had a heart to forgive us. Just as you cried, Jesus cried on the cross. What did he say on the cross? Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Just as you were humiliated, Jesus was humiliated. It says in Luke, and they parted his garment and cast lots. And the soldiers also mocked him, coming to him and offering him vinegar and saying, if you be the king of the Jews, save yourself. If that's not humiliation enough, I don't know what is. I mean, we put Jesus on the cross for our sins Yet we have the audacity not to forgive someone. 
after Jesus done forgave all our sins and all our mistakes. And just as you were beaten, so is Jesus. Mark chapter 15, verse 19, it says, the soldiers repeatedly struck Jesus on the head with the staff and they arrogantly spit on him. Uh, most of you spit on the other person with your words, with your hatred. And Jesus's face, I could imagine it must have been swollen and his eyes blackened, his nose blooded by the abusive Roman soldiers who were anxious to punish him, just like you were trying to play a reverse Uno card on the person you can't forgive. And just like we're so quick to punish people by bringing up their past and not letting go of that hurt, just like we're so quick to cause pain with our words because of the rage and anger that dwells in our heart with hurting a brother and sister in Christ because unforgiveness, because of unforgiveness, it's like beating Jesus just as the Roman soldiers did to him. And just as you have wounds, Jesus has scars. The book of John says, now Thomas, one of the 12, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the, so, so the other disciples told him, we have seen the Lord. But he said to them, unless I see the nail marks in his hand and put my finger where the nails were and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. Many of you do not believe that your wounds are healed just like Thomas was not believing that Jesus resurrected. A week later, his disciples were in the house again and Thomas was with them. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them. Though your heart is locked, not wanting to let Jesus in so you can have forgiveness, Jesus said to them, peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, put your finger here. See my hand? Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Stop doubting and believe. God tells you in this moment, stop doubting and believe that your past has been washed away. Hallelujah, by his wounds we are healed. You ought to believe that your wounds from the past are nailed to the cross and have been made whole by the blood of Jesus. Come on now. For it is by the grace of God we're able to carry the cross out. And it should be a privilege to carry the cross. And what an honor it must be to walk alongside Jesus doing such a task. Knowing it's for me and knowing it's for you. Walking in freedom, not held down. But right now you're being held down by the root of unforgiveness that springs up from the pit of hell. Right now you're not experiencing liberty. Why does it feel like such a burden not to forgive? Because it's not of God to carry that. Matthew verse chapter 11, verse 28. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Go to God, not alcohol. Go to God, not malice. Go to God and not drugs, for he will give you rest. You're trying to find unforgiveness in those things. Well, sweetie, that's not going to happen. That's going to make them worse. That's all I've ever known, Amy. What do I do? 
know who Jesus is, know who God is. Look, I may not understand you, but God understands you. I may not know the backstory of, un of your unforgiveness, but God does. I may not understand the pain you went through, but God does. He knows everything you had to endure, and you're not alone. You're making your life miserable because you cannot let go of that root. You're making everyone else's lives miserable because you're living in unforgiveness. Jesus did not call us to live life with unforgiveness. He called us to live life with forgiveness, with love, and with mercy. Why do you think I titled this Tears of Anger? Because every time I knelt down to pray, I was so angry at this person that I wanted God to do what God needed to do. Instead of crying tears of mercy, just like Jesus cried out at the cross, Lord, forgive them for they know not what they do. Those are the tears you ought to be crying for your brother or your sister or whoever you had that unforgiveness towards. Tears of mercy, not of anger. God is speaking to you and yes, I'm talking to you. Whoever came to mind in this moment about unforgiveness, that's the person you need to be asking forgiveness for. Because just as you cannot forgive them, Jesus cannot forgive you. God cannot forgive you. And just because you're going through this, you want to make them go through it. No, you mean they haven't asked for forgiveness from the pain they caused me. I need to hear, I am sorry, so in order so I can forgive them. Well, God has already forgiven you, and it is done. If you're a follower of Christ, learn to let go of, a, of unwanted baggage. Know what sanctification is and start living out the life of sanctification. Don't make everyone else miserable because you're miserable. You need to get down on your knees and start praying and start crying tears of mercy. God has forgiven you. God has forgiven me. And before I end this, I know it's a short message compared to my other ones. I'm just starting. But before I go to end this message, I want to read something from the book of Luke, chapter 20, 23, 20, 23, verse 26. And as they led him away, they laid hold upon one Simon coming out of the country. And on him they laid the cross, that he might bear it after Jesus. This man was to help Jesus carry the cross to Calvary. And verse 26 says, They laid hold upon one Simon, just as the grace and mercy of God gets a hold of us. And it says, Coming out of the country, and on him they laid the cross, that he might bear it after Jesus. 
which he did help Jesus. But this is how God revealed this verse to me. Some of us might carry the cross because not all will accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Some of us choose not to. Some of us dwell or some of us choose to carry it every now and then or when it's convenient. But those are the ones that can't understand forgiveness to the fullest. Those are the ones that think grace is a free ticket to keep on sinning. For I heard a pastor say that, Jimmy Swagger say that. I'm British, I'm kidding. But they think those are the ones, or they think grace is a free ticket to keep on sinning. Those are the ones that hate what they do yet keep doing it. And it says that he might bear it after Jesus. Before being crucified, on his way to Calvary, Jesus made a way for our trials. Jesus made a way for our tribulations. Jesus made a way for our sin to be white as snow. He made a path of forgiveness. He cried tears of mercy, just as you should cry tears of mercy and not of hate. For God's word says, Jesus told his disciples, if any of you come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Because so the man must be lifted up, so you shall be lifted up by the resurrection of the new man in Christ Jesus. Just as Jesus was lifted up, so a new man should rise wearing garments of redemption, wearing garments of sanctification, wearing garments of the new creature you are in Christ Jesus. Put the old man away, for that is not you anymore. Put that unforgiveness away, for when Jesus died at the cross, it was full of forgiveness. You ought to forgive. You must take up the cross in this moment to nail that unforgiveness to the cross. You must take up the cross in this moment and walk in the path of forgiveness. You need to make that decision for yourself. You either make it right now or you continue to drown in the past. You continue to drown in your sorrows. You continue to be a slave of sin. For in Christ, you're a new creation. Knowing this, that our old self was crucified with him. Knowing that our old past, knowing that everything we've been through was crucified with him in order that our body of sin might be done away with so that we would no longer be slaves of sin. Don't be a slave of unforgiveness for you, brother and sister, are free indeed. If you want to be free and accept God's forgiveness into your heart, I want you to lift up your hands in this moment. I said, I feel the spirit of God moving in such a mighty way. And I say this with passion and resentment because I love this person. And God needed to teach me how to love the way he's loved me. God needed to teach me how to forgive just as he has forgiven me. And you need to let God do the same with you. Because the path that you're taking right now is not the path God wants you to be on. You need to let God do what he needs to do in your life. But how is he going to do something in you 
if that root is springing forth evil fruit. That tree is not being planted by the streams of living water. That tree that you have right now, carrying, is planted next to the fiery hell pit. Because that's where evil and unforgiveness comes from. It comes from there, from the sin that we're born in. You ought to forgive. You need to forgive. Lord, I feel your spirit, Lord. I say you're going to do something mighty, Lord. And these people listening right now, Father, and if you feel like you felt God, just know that you're not alone because I too have felt him. But I serve a God that is merciful and cried for me at Calvary. I serve a God that has forgiven everything I've done wrong in this life. And he has forgiven you. So you ought to forgive. And if you haven't accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I'm going to leave it open right now here for you. I want you to lift up your hands right now in this moment. And I want you to repeat the sinner's prayer with me. So you can accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And so you can accept and start living out that forgiveness. Repeat this sinner's prayer with me. Heavenly Father, I come to you in prayer asking for the forgiveness of my sins. I confess with my mouth and believe with my heart that Jesus is your son and that he died on the cross at Calvary that I might be forgiven and have eternal life in the kingdom of heaven. Father, I believe that Jesus rose from the dead and I ask you right now to come into my life and be my personal Lord and Savior. I repent of my sins and I will worship you all the days of my life because your word is true. I confess with my mouth that I am born again and cleansed by the blood of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. I was listening back to the auto and I said I felt resentment towards this person. I do not. Uh, That was my mistake. I just feel love and mercy And I just want to show them that forgiveness that God has shown me. That was my mistake. I am not perfect. Sometimes I say things and I listen back to it and I'm like, oopsie. But, and I stutter a lot. And I say a lot of things like you guys or but or whatever it is. I was going to say but. Anyways, yes. That is God's way of keeping me humble because I always look at Moses and I think sometimes I feel like I'm like Moses because my mind sometimes works faster than my mouth. So my mind's racing and my mouth is just mumbling things or just blaming out things. And I don't say things or I say things wrong. And I, but I know that's God just keeping me humble. Uh, And he's still using me praise and Glory to God, because, I mean, none of us are perfect, and I will continue to 
do what God has called me to do. But before ending this, there's this song and it's called Nail It to the Cross. And it says something like, Nail it to the cross and get it under the blood. Drown your pain and every stain in mercy flood. Nail it to the cross. Find hope and forgiveness. Kneel at the tree and walk away free. Nail it to the cross. Brother and sister, nail on forgiveness to the cross. For whenever Jesus resurrected, a new man in us, sprung out for all our sins were washed away all your sins have been washed away that sin of unforgiveness has been washed away and i totally understand if you're just not believing it or just having trouble because i was that way but fill up your mind with god's word Ask God to move in your life and you have to be willing to allow him. It has to be 50-50, come on now. It's like in a relationship. God is willing to help. God is offering everything to you. There's nothing in this world that can compare to what God has given us. Grace, mercy, love a new life, eternal life. Nothing in this world will give you that. You have to be willing to accept and you have to meet him where he wants you to be at. And it's like I say, you pray to God and God gave this to me. You pray to God for a plate of food and God gives you a plate of food that's something you're praying for, food so you can eat. And you sit there and you just look at it. He already gave you the plate of food. Now, how are you gonna eat? You get your hand, you get your spoon and you start eating. God is giving that to you right now. He gives you the answer to something you're praying for and it is up to you whether you wanna receive it or not. He's giving you a path of new life. He's giving you a path of forgiveness. Now it's on you whether you wanna take it or not. But thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for tuning in. I will continue to post, God willing, because I know it was a lengthy, I mean, I hadn't posted in since last year, but pray for me also because I do get discouraged, but I know this platform is going to help my you, it's going to help you. It's going to help me. We're going to grow in God's word together. We're going to receive and we're going to continue to pray for everyone else that doesn't know God, doesn't know the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's our duty to pray and share the word of God. So yeah, thank you so much. Have a blessed day.